again like you know you've said in the past that when you know you and your co-founders went to investors many of them laughed at your idea of the product what why was that like you know i mean it looks like financial services was it because it was too crowded was it because they couldn't make sense of what your vision was and and i think the corollary that you said is therefore it's super important to know what your customers want so what yeah. did you know that you know the vcs were unable to see no well, i think see um see it's not their fault it's like uh, they had seen lot of uh, and it happened in the previous startup also they have seen lot of failures in this space right uh, when when i was at flipkart and i was doing research of mutual fund apps there were like 40 apps i counted i shared with my team also 40 and some of them were funded as well right so we were like ab just just imagine ki 40 apps dekh chuka hu main and then 41st is coming and decent team acha flipkart mein kaam kiya hai thoda cha ladke hain they are good and so on but why 41st will work and why 40th 40 startups will not work and so on right so that's that's how i think you will see what uh what was contrarian was the was the thesis of delayed monetization like you know that uh that uh, another contrarian was that this product is very high retention product again coming from like have been building consumer products so uh in consumer product again low cac high retention high engagement customer love if these four things are taken care of the probability of monetization is very high it's just that delayed but these four are very important if you're high cac and you say i i will do delayed monetization sorry if you have very low engagement and you, or low in retention and you say delayed monetization does not work out because you are you're building a leaky bucket or if your customers don't love you right or if your operation cost are very high that do that does not work right and typically when you raise money you want to spend 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 and we were like money was always in the bank we never spend money welcome to the 27th episode of first principles if only my voice wasn't a complete giveaway i would pretend to be rohan for a day but as you can tell i'm not i am snigdha from the kens podcast team and rohan is down with a sore throat this week so i thought I would take a few minutes of your time today to introduce you to the episode before we get to the actual chat between Lalit Keshre, the co-founder of Grow and your host Rohin Dharmakumar. You've probably heard of Grow. It is a financial services platform that was last valued at 3 billion dollars. This year, the Grow team traveled to a bunch of tier 2 and tier 3 cities in South India to talk to users of the product. In fact, So far they've been to 100 such cities. In this chat with Rohan, Lalit describes what typically happens during these visits. Take a city like Indore in Madhya Pradesh for example. Hundreds of Grow users travel really long distances just to talk to the Grow team. They want to know things like how to use the app for something as simple as investing in an SIP that has actually changed their lives. Lalit tells Rohan how the same people have told so many of their friends and family members about Grow. Lalit says that they're excited, grateful, and most importantly, they are emotional. And then he says that there's just one word that can describe what is happening between Grow and its users. And the word is love. Love for customers, love for the product, and love for good financial services. 
you'll see how this is a recurring theme in this conversation. Customers are at the center of growth. And Lalit is a man who's sure of many things, like the fact that he is good at hiring or about how to build an effective direct-to-consumer or D2C product. He knows the first principles for solving complex problems like the back of his hand. And what he's unsure of, he's not too worried about. In his stoic, cool manner, he goes on to talk about why financial services are a basic necessity, how to create delight with your product, understanding the difference between what your customer wants and what they will actually use, why discipline is overrated, and a simple process that Lalit uses to hire the right people for his organization. For this episode, we have the complete transcript available already. You will find the link to it in the show notes. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Lalit, I want to start by talking about the Maslow's hierarchy. In 1943, Abraham Maslow came up with this hierarchy of, um, I think, human needs and wants. At the bottom was what he called physiological needs, right? Which is food, shelter, clothing. Above that was security, job, uh, a house, personal security, financial security, etc. And above that was like, you know, more evolved stuff like love and belonging, esteem, and right at the top was self-actualization. Over the years, many people, the criticism is that the tri- the the pyramid is actually wrong because it's more like waves. You can actually be doing multiple things at the same time, but broadly the structure, people agree with it, that you need to satisfy your physiological needs before you get to basic needs, etc., right? The reason I say this because right at the bottom of the Maslow's pyramid sits food, shelter, and clothing, which in Hindi is roti, kapda, or makan. And one of the things you say is roti, kapda, makan, or financial services, right? Which is roti, kapda, food, clothing, shelter, and financial services. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, why is that? Are you, are you implying that financial services is actually the next need after uh, roti, kapda, makan? I mean, where does that come from? See, Rohinji, uh, 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 be it roti, kapda, makan or the second level or the third level, uh, you need money, right? And financial services were actually invented before money. So credit was invented before money. Uh, insurance was one way. I mean, in one way it was later, but you know that's also very kind of old and so on. So financial services is kind of uh, future services. So human beings, when they kind of evolved from uh, hunter gatherers to you know farmers, and they start accumulating, and once you start accumulating, you start doing that for future. And then when the when human beings started understanding this word future, that's where financial services came into being, right? So, uh, roti kapda makan 
and financial services because uh, you need fa- now now you need basically uh, financial services for all these three things and beyond this also if you look at your level 2 level 3 in uh, you know you you get you need to get a job you need education you need money and uh, food uh, even food like you know as you kind of keep growing you need to have better quality of food like and so on right so that's kind of our thought process why everybody uh, needs financial services uh, and especially in india right and uh, uh yeah i think that's that's kind of when you say roti kapda makan or financial services what do you imply by financial services because as a lay person yeah we see news that look i mean india has done a tremendous job over the last let's say 5 to 10 years in getting banking to the poor yeah or let's say upi in terms of you know payments between like people or direct benefit transfers etc so when you as grow say or financial services what do you imply by financial services so there are only three things right one is as i said like when you start gathering things for future that's like wealth wealth is accumulation for future second thing is uh you don't have wealth so you uh, you get some extra leverage you get cash for future that is the credit right so if you are starting a business so again for future growth you are taking credit and the third one is to protect the future which is insurance so these are the three major things which kind of define financial services in my opinion and are these three areas yeah. that grow is yes. strategically Eventually, interested in right. as well so if you take today's snapshot grow is different if you take 4 years back ka snapshot grow was different and what was it? what was 4 years ago so we so 7 years so we started 7 and a half years back and uh, idea was to build like you know this tech financial services company which is not push based but pull based where customers get what they deserve really right you know it's not kind of uh, how today's uh, how uh, industry uh, was at that time right so uh, idea was to build this but we start we thought don't you, you can't do everything if you want to build very very meaningful uh, stuff then you can't do everything in one shot so you create like a multi decade kind of plan right and uh, you start with something and mutual fund distribution was something that we started with so first four years grow was looked at as a mutual fund distributor which is how if if you look at again current snapshot it would be looked at differently and so on right so what is it now so right now it's kind of uh, we have bunch of things uh, if you look at the narrative right now outside it's more like a uh, stock investing platform but then mutual fund is also very large it's kind of taken like a shadow in terms of the world but there also like we have a very large team working there we have credit we have amc we recently acquired and so on so story will play, play out like uh, for, so i mean as the founder um how do you see what grows today how would you describe what grows today versus 4 years ago 4 years ago you're saying a lot of people saw grow largely as a mutual fund platform yeah what do you think it is today so today um, it is like a uh, we uh, it's like a multi product platform right where customers uh, there's a wealth is a very large component right now and then other components are smaller but a uh, lot of focus on them on them as well Uh, we want to we were we are the one of the most loved platforms in the country today right uh, most of the growth happens word of mouth and we want to continue uh, being like that it's a very kind of uh, well received brand by the customer especially in tier 2 tier 3 right most of the customers come so everything is diy we don't kind of 
uh, we don't have like physical interfaces or anything like you know it's customers use the product they tell about it to their friends and so on and uh, uh, yeah and 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 what about let's say 5 years later 7 years later because you said earlier that yeah. you will be something different yeah in so the five, future 5 7 years later we will uh, we will have lot more services for the customers right so our vision is like when it comes to financial uh, services our customers uh, should get the best what they deserve and then and then uh, uh, we provide them everything for that target customer right got it one of the things you also say again like in context with um, roti kapda makan or financial services and i think you've said this multiple times is that gross mission is to democratize financial yes. services yes when you say that are you referring largely to access when you say democratize in what sense yeah. do you uh, imply the word democratize yeah so access is of course one of the most important thing because india needs access today if you look at the penetration and that's also a leverage for companies like grow to kind of continue growing right access is a very large kind of especially again we are always speaking in context of india right so access is the most important thing but it also is also delight and it's also about transparency and everything right so today uh, we are sitting in like a very prime uh, area of uh, of bangalore right and uh, the kind of financial services people get here is very different from let's say uh, somebody in tier 2 tier 3 city or you know uh, we we actually live in a bubble here in bangalore right so i have heard that multiple <laughs> times about the bangalore bubble yeah so uh, so that's that's what democratization means right i mean uh, different products for different people but uh, accessible to everybody good now if i reconcile what we've just discussed right like you know that your ultimate aim is to essentially offer as many of the financial products uh to as many customers as possible in a transparent manner in a way that is trustworthy etc now this is your ambition and goal now on the other hand now if you look at if you step back and look at the financial services market there are banks there are insurance companies there are other platforms etc right so now it it stands to reason that as a customer you will have to make a choice some yeah. point about who do you go with so so what is your thesis on how this plays out because everybody in the at the end of the day wants to do lending everybody yeah. wants to yeah. distribute <laughs> insurance everybody yeah. wants to distribute mutual funds everybody wants to become a stock broking if in fact if i remember correctly phone pay has also launched stock broking services etc and, and i'm sure many will right so it looks like everybody is converging to all of the spaces and opportunities so when this happens from the um from the supply side what happens on the demand side what happens on the consumer side so it is not necessarily bad no i'm not for, saying is bad i'm saying right, how does it so, play out uh, so the kind of opportunity size that we have have in india i think it's going to be win win for everybody and if you look at nuances right so on the top it would look like everybody going towards everything and so on but then there are well defined segments for everybody right and there would be of course there would be like you know as you grow bigger and bigger you kind of start step stepping into other territories and so on but i think there's a, the runway is like very very huge right and uh, and uh, as i said like uh, for our our customer segment is very well defined right D, as i said like diy 
mostly like will get rich in the future but are not like you know they are like uh, 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 young uh, who want control who want to take control of their own kind of you know lives who do, uh, who don't want to visit to some branches and so on so that's kind of different segment right and there are people who are focusing on other different kind of segments and so on tell us a bit about grow i mean how big is it i know you guys started you said you're seven and a half years yes. old yes give us a sense of growth scale so we would uh, be around uh, 10 million monthly active uh uh yeah and uh, uh around uh, 1200 folks today in the team uh, is that largely in bangalore so we uh, we have multiple of so but both, yes you're right largely in bangalore so mostly tech product uh kind of tech product design business everything is in bangalore compliance and operations is in bombay and support is split between bombay and bangalore got it and how much i mean you've raised a boatload of venture capital how much have you raised in total and what were you last valued at so we have raised so far i think around uh, 390 million uh in uh, in the last round we, that we raised in 21 uh, and Uh, we were valued around three billion dollars. Okay, great. To kind of before I move on from grow, I mean, if I were to ask you once again, uh, actually, let me, let me let me switch that question, right? You're many things today, and one of the things that you keep talking about is the customer love for grow as a platform and your clarity on who your customer segment is. Could you give us a sense of what is a typical users let's say when when somebody discovers grow mm-hmm. and and when they sign up what do they do who do they, i mean you said they're largely in tier 2 tier 3 cities could you give us a sense of a real kind of example of someone who discovers grow joins grow what do they do yeah no so just now we met rohit right and yes, he was right. like yes that's right like we are at studio <laughs> sugar line and like you so, know rohit, uh, so tier 2 uh, tier 3 because the base is very large in tier 2 tier 3 but tier 1 also there are a lot of customers so typically see what's the customer journey like so your friend is kind of maybe investing and you know uh, into mutual funds or stocks and then they would kind of tell you you know why, rohit why don't you try this like uh, or you are looking for invest you have high intent and you are asking around you know what should i do i don't know and then you you will get an answer okay download grow and then you can uh, you can start using it and so on so there's a very delightful journey we have tried to kind of that's our that's most of the time what we do right and, basically and like you know we we've, we've all um heard of this thing of like you know the the initial moment of magic or truth when somebody like let's say facebook right yeah. like you know when you friend people that's when yeah. so when somebody downloads the grow app and signs in and stuff like that what are some of the first things that they end up doing that you know uh, delight them so they are multi so uh, typically see grow is more like a right now a trans so people come here to invest right to do a transaction basically right and uh, that's what customers intent is now what we have done is from customers intent to fulfilling that intent what is what are the barriers remove all those barriers what are the anxiety factors remove that anxiety where can you provide delight to customer in that journey could i could i ask you for examples like you know the so, barriers or anxiety yeah, so some of them are secrets as well but like sure. you know uh, just uh, i mean try onboarding on grow and it would be fastest and there are very very small things which where you know you get stuck and so on we help there and so on right and then uh, discovery of everything right 
uh, you can search anything, any product on Grow, and then uh, then you can buy. A transaction is very very kind of seamless and so on. So uh, it's like uh, uh, a journey is made of made of many many small things, and you focus on every sim single small thing to kind of make it very very seamless for the customer. So that's that's and then then that 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 kind of kind of emerge out as a like you know overall customer delight. Good. Um, talking about markets, you said like you know your it's the DIY segment, it's the young folks who mm -hmm. tomorrow will become investors or or larger investors, uh, so to speak, right? And one of the debates that's been running in India for the last maybe 12 they months. They are already so, larger investors, but they'll become very, very wealthy because they are with growth. <laughs> and, and they'll stay invested and compounding yeah, and all of yeah. that. Uh, my question was about the overall size of the market. Yeah. A, a debate that started happening much more frequently over the last year, year and a half is that what is the true size of India's market for various products, digital products, etc. and stuff like that. And I think... You know, uh, there have been conversations that is it 5 million, is it 10 to 15 million? And I think you've said that, no, it's actually, it's it's much higher. Sorry, um, uh, 30 to 40 crore is the number that you've mentioned of potential middle, lower middle income classes that could become financial services investors, right? Now, the the interesting thing here is that many of them today are not in a place where they can you know, yeah. become, um, invest in wealth, savings, etc., and stuff like that. Therefore, as a business, when you try to acquire such customers, you always have to make this trade-off between, but they may not be profitable for me today. They may be profitable only in, let's say, two years or three years. How do you at Grow make that trade-off? That, like, who do you go after today? And if you get... Because you can't separate out that always, yeah. right? Sometimes you will attract customers who are aspirational and who may not contribute uh, profits to you today, but in two years will. How do you yes. make this call as a business? So, Rohin, uh, so at a business level, at a company level, uh, we don't set financial targets to anybody, right? There is a small team which works on monetization and everything, but the bigger... Uh, objective of the entire uh, entire company is to kind of uh, provide better customer service, provide better you know customer experience, and uh, these kind of things. The way we abstracted so profits are important for the business, you know. But there are few things which I'll tell you, like you know, which kind of makes us uh, think very long term, right? So as I said, like wealth will continue growing. And uh, you will make money some sometime. And of course, we are making money right now. But in general, uh, if you take care of few things, uh, if you if you take care of few things and then you keep them aside and then just focus on this customer experience, and then continue building. That's how uh, that's how we think about it. And what are those few things? Number one, uh, think very long term. And thinking long term means surviving long term. That's why you raise money also and those kind of things, right? Number two, keep customers super happy, right? So when customer is happy, they talk about you, growth happens. Um, uh, they talk to other customers, they stay with you, high retention, right? High engagement and so on. Uh, number three, keep CAC very low, right? You know, keep not just in, in general, cost CAC, of customer, cost of customer acquisition. acquisition, not just cost of, but in general, expense of running business very low because you want to survive longer, right? 
and if uh, if you are if you are following the strategy of delayed monetization i think these three are very very important uh thinking long term uh keeping your cost very very low and then keeping customers really happy right super happy with you and then kind of you continue building hello i'm back again but i promise i won't be more than a minute plus i'm here to tell you something really interesting i host and produce daybreak a thrice a week podcast where i tell you one important news story that is worth understanding and worth your time in the wednesday episode i spoke about the mass employee exodus from the government think tank niti aayog it is a fascinating story about a man who is famous for his India has too much democracy comment but the funny thing is that his tenure as the CEO of Niti Aayog was known to be super democratic i'm talking about Amitabh Kant under him the think tank was an empowered bustling organization brimming with ideas but last year his tenure ended and ever since Niti Aayog has seen four out of every 10 of its employees walk out what is going on tune into the episode to find out but not before you're done listening to this one of course you'll find the link in the show notes thank you for listening and now back to rohin and lalit you said that you don't set financial targets at grow what else kind of goals or objectives do you set then so do we, you have north star goals as an organization yeah, so we uh Uh, all these things uh, uh, customer engagement retention so is customer like, law you know, nps nps is NPS one of the a- nps is like very very sacrosanct like it's like there's a waterfall model of nps and you know every pod so grow is divided into multiple pods pods are like uh, like you know small startups within start within kind of grow no, so and it's like a business line which operates so sort of independently we call business line we call product right so let's say mutual fund is a product hmm. now mutual fund product uh, mutual fund uh, pod we'll have a uh, product manager we'll have uh, developers we'll have designer we'll have business guy we'll have a uh, operations guy and then uh, and so on right and they come up with so there is a long term company strategy okay mutual fund we need to be the best we need to be the number one and so on and so on and then these pods come up with their quarterly okrs for kind of you know what they are doing so in you run quarter. an okr system at the organization it's very loosely defined okay. okr we don't follow like very s- serious okr because loosely defined because in a startup things change so fast you can't be kind of you know running like an mnc kind of okr so uh, so where was i so so yeah that yeah, so, so yeah so then they will NPS. have like objective so they their objective nps so nps the company level nps is kind of then a waterfall model goes down to that pod okay for this pod what are the most important things for the customer right now they build those what are the requi- what is the demand coming from customer right so you're looking at support tickets and you're looking at and understanding what is and then uh, your uh, your metrics are also like okay how many customers and how uh, what is the retention and all those kind of things uh, in some of the pods there is no business at all like <laughs> mutual fund is free Hmm. Right. It is. We don't make any money so on. So you just look at what engagement, customer satisfaction, usage, yes. retention, etc. Yes. And then there are some businesses where uh, again NPS is across everywhere. Uh, so is NPS the most sacrosanct uh, metric at uh, grow? Uh, for most of the people, yes. Right. 
as a company of course you have other metrics like you know revenue becomes important profits become important return on equity becomes important but but, but if if there is a metric that most people in the organization understand and like you know converse around is that nps yes yes uh yes now obviously you you know by just running grow for like you know seven and a half years operating in such a large set of like you know customer segments etc you would be seeing customer behavior on a regular basis yes right and are there interesting instances where you come across and and since you all you must be doing surveys feedback so you're getting what people are saying they want yeah. and there is often this dichotomy between what people say they want and what people actually want as revealed through their you know yeah. usage and and in sector after sector there is always this thing if you ask someone here is a product what would you pay for it they will say x mm-hmm. but in reality when you see people using that product and actually paying for it it might be y yeah. so are there interesting instances where you see in the larger space of financial services and access to financial services where this difference between what people say what they want <laughs> or will be pay, willing to pay for but what they actually do do you see interesting um yeah uh, we have seen a bunch of these things uh, i can give you some examples so this is what art of product management is right like you know you figuring out what customers really want so what customers say is different from what they think is different from what they feel and different from what they do right all four are kind of very very different things so uh, how do we solve it so some things are very very straightforward now uh, what are straightforward things like uh, where you can see customer is directly stuck right so for example uh, let's say you're onboarding and there's a bank verification step and their customer is stuck now that's like it's very simple right you don't need lot of science you need to solve that it gives customer happiness it gives like you know it removes barrier but there are certain things which are not so uh not so easy to answer like for example will customer prefer call or email or chat or you know something else like you know and what is the best way to serve customer there you uh, so it's not very tough but it's in between like you know you can solve it still solve it okay you can find out uh, if you look at the data of this uh, of certain cohort of customer you know these are the cohort of customers who like to get and then you can apply some you know uh, machine learning and so on and so okay if this rohin is then you know you serve this way and if this guy is coming then you so that, that's the medium complexity the toughest complexity is let's say you want to do something let's an say an actual transaction uh, transaction or you want to launch a new product some so customer will tell i need this and then uh, your product manager will say oh we are customer focused let's build this and then you launch that and you know the customers, customers are, are not, not using, using it. it right so that is a third kind of the most complex kind of uh, things and that's like more of an art you know to find out what is the real customer demand and what what does it really mean for the customers and we have done lot of such things so there are a lot of hacks we have uh, we have used right so one of them is like you launch it for a certain segment and you know after launching so just pilot it in a smaller pilot in a smaller thing and see what is the demand and you know one hack is remove it for a day or two days let's see actually that's like, one of the most powerful things right that if you take something away how many people will miss it m- will miss and ask it, right? for it uh and as a, is as there a, an example of like a feature that you've done that with and so, something like um, you? it's a bit uh, kind of uh, uh sensitive but let, let me let me share anyways right so we uh 
we launched digital gold digital gold suddenly lot of lot of uh, people came and off started offering digital gold and so on and there was a huge discussion inside the team should we launch digital gold because digital gold, so there are four ways you can buy gold and digital gold is at the bottom it's it's the bottom like right? and it's digital not digital gold i mean as i understand it right digital gold is you're paying money you don't actually hold physical gold but you you you're not investing at you're buying gold with a G, you're paying gst for it correct so your your net is actually lower because of transaction yeah. so it's Got like it. a not a good way to invest and so on and there was a huge discussion in the team and there was a camp which say it's a bad product for customer and our philo- our philo- like lo- never never launch anything which is bad for customer so there was a a camp which says that there's other camps as a customer is needing it every every day support pe customers are asking why is grow not launching digital gold and so on and we thought like how to decide this now this is the third kind of challenge right because you don't even know whether customer really buy that or not and then uh, and then um, uh, we thought okay let's launch it and we launched and then uh, uh, through us to a segment and then came up with very nice designs and launch and so on and then uh by the way you know right so the gold you can buy sgb you can that's a, one of the best ways then there is etf then there's grow mutual fund and then there's digital gold and now e uh, eg uh, what is it called electronic gold egr is also traded which is higher ticket size and so on so uh, uh, we launched and then uh, we removed it so there were hundred, few hundred thousand customers who were buying gold and we removed it and we clearly sent a message that uh it's uh, basically whoever has invested they can see and they can redeem but new investments are but and we did not see much resistance because what we realized is our customers know what is the better form of investing in gold and they were already kind of aware so it's a about self selection by you saying that the customers that you had acquired already were intelligent enough to know see, or yeah, like so evolved enough to know that it, like this is not a good product so therefore it was easier for you to make that call yeah so if you look at our base right if 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 you look at a gross customer base and overall grow customer you would actually find very aware customer very prudent customer uh and and it's self as you said right we don't push products right so it's mostly intent based right i want to in, and some typically who thinks okay i want to invest and i want to uh do my uh, financials and so on they are typically aware folks they are knowledgeable folks and so on right education on this topic i mean this this point of self selection educating customers is a very big part of what yes grow is um i've seen your youtube channels like your explainers etc and stuff like that and there's like a lot of and and connected to this is something that you've said i think in the past please correct me if i'm wrong and i think you'd said that look we want to give people the option and the awareness and the education and let them decide yes. we don't want to become advisors to them and tell them that this is what you need to buy is that broadly yes. correct right so in so to go back to that point i think i mean the way i see it is that you're attracting people as customers who are already aware and then you are also educating them so education is a very str- awareness is a very strong part of your yes. feedback loop at grow yes great okay um just one last thing before we move on from this section um again i'll come back to a quote um that you'd made in the past that if you have a very good customer insight into a large market then funding should be the last of your worries I think you if must you have said. That. If you have a great customer insight into a large market, yeah, then funding is the last of your worries, right? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if if you don't remember it, let's not yeah. go into it because I don't want you to push into it. Right? Yeah. Um. 
I think this this overall section we talked about grow, right? Would it be fair if I kind of um, I try to capture the essence of a particular section and the the feel that i get is that the only way to name this section is like roti kapda markan or financial services that is democratizing finance is the way you would look at grow and the overall grow vision and journey right that will continue so, uh, to be the one that guides you yeah, so i would look at it as this like you know uh, i think uh, for the growth of people like you know so millennials gen z's and you know even older folks and so on capital plays a big role in your growth right and uh, and uh, grow wants to be that enabler to kind of improve the lives of people by solving for this one piece of thing right which is which is kind of managing money in various ways and financial, financial security services, financial security right so that is something that we want to stand for like you know and that is what actual like you know that is the i think the biggest enabler for growth of people right so yeah uh, become like the most loved brand for uh, for customers and they think that we are for them basically yeah. we are we are on their side basically right you you use the word love multiple times so one last question on this is what makes people love a financial services brand so um many things because uh, in general mm-hmm. as a lay person nobody you know financial services brands are not brands that you normally associate emotions like love from no, like you, you, you know you, you, we are we are changing that ha, so you exactly. should look that's at that's why i'm asking you what what so makes if, a customer if, so love we, a financial services so we, brand so when we travel so we travel to tier 2 tier 3 cities in feb we went to up in last month we went to south india trip and so on and when we and we also have this up india kareka invest where we visit like so we have completed 100 cities so far and when we go there right and meet people and the kind of emotions that come out right is what love is like basically right because they uh they kind of open up completely they uh they come from far off places so a lot of customers you uh, they come like so let's say you go to indore and there will be uh you know grows uh, peripheral like there will be customers coming from like 100 kilometers away and talking about them and they are expressing that you know how much how much their lives have changed because they started you know sip or they uh, how how they have told about grow to like hundreds of their like you know tens of their uh, their customer that is love right that is when when some emotions come out of your customers that is love so and, my question then is you're getting it great uh, why does it not like you know i mean because at the end of the day financial services like you said is a very old sector and a lot of the things that you're operating in mutual funds insurance stock investing have been there for decades and hundreds of years so why does why isn't love as an emotion more common uh in the space or if i were to put it differently why are you getting love i don't know so i'll tell you wh- how uh, wh- how do we do dif- things differently right so as i said like we are very very over indexed on customer experience so you go and talk to uh, anybody uh, in the company and they their primary focus would be how to provide the best customer experience the entire company is kind of that's like the north star for the entire company that's the culture of the company everywhere like people would be talking about providing that's the what's best missing customer experience. because that's what's 
generally in financial services, customer experience is not front and center, right? It's like you started by saying that we wanted to create like a pull based and not a push based. Yeah. And for the large parts of history, financial services has been a push based model where the customer experience is often given like the backseat yeah. in terms of like, you know, priority versus. And I think that's where See, you hit the nail. There's also this uh, industry economies, right? So, uh, uh, the way financial services was uh, kind of sold is through um, uh, distributor. So there's a manufacturer, there's a distributor and there's customer. So manufacturer does not serve the customer, manufacturer serves the distributor because that's the direct point of contact. Now what we change is... So we, it, just, just for um, the context of understanding, a manufacturer is someone who makes a mutual fund is an insurer who creates a policy, etc. And the distributor is the platform or the the, the physical agent, distributor so or, yeah. or the bank yeah. which is actually yeah. distributing. Cool. And then there's a customer. And what happened was manufacturers stopped going to the customer because distributor is the uh, Charlie Munger says right, whose bread I eat, song I sing. So that's how I think the industry emerged and distributor served the manufacturer and manufacturer built for the distributor whatever can be sold and so on and grow. Our hypothesis will build a D2C brand. D2C is like direct to consumer. We'll not have kind of, uh, we'll talk to customer directly, we'll understand customer directly and we will be kind of close to them. And to build that, the biggest uh, requirement is that you need to be a pull brand. You can't be a push brand. And how do you create pull brand? So if you just think about that, creating a pull brand means you have to over invest in, you know, uh, uh, building a delight for customer, customer talking about you and so on. So for first like three, four years, we hardly did any, uh, even today, most of our customers are organic. There's a narrative there. We do a lot of uh, ads and IPL and so on. But if you look at the percentage of customers coming through, that is very less even today. Right. And why is that? Because of that pull factor. Thank you for that. I want to switch tracks to you. Um, and I want to bring up this concept of a career ladder. All of us, I mean, if you were to visualize your own career as like, you know, a series of, I think, steps that you took, um, different organizations and then you climbed a ladder and then maybe you stagnated and then you grew and then you did something else, etc. How would you look back at your career ladder that led you to founding Grow? Yeah, a lot of luck. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of, uh, lot of decisions and... Uh, what was it like? You know, I mean, you, you, you graduated from IIT Bombay. Yes. And then did you start working after that? Yes. So I graduated from IIT Bombay. Uh, there was a startup that came for campus. I joined that. I coded for like around six, six and a half years, built, uh, worked on algorithms and hardcore tech and so on. I did a student startup, but that was like few months of uh, kind of effort, but that's... What was it, may I ask? It was a uh, medical embedded system. So I had a, I got allergy in IITB because of pollen and all. So it was very difficult. So we, we tried to build a device that can detect allergens in the atmosphere and then warn patients, you know, that... Uh, there's something like that exists today? I think so. I forgot about it. Like, I, there, there might be. There would be, definitely. Because it's a real problem, I feel. I haven't and seen it. Uh, so if that exists, so I'm only asking you this because 
especially in a city like Bangalore, which It's is considered a, by many to be the pollen capital of India yeah. and allergy capital of India, it would yeah. be like so. So your idea <laughs> seems still valid. I, yeah. So I in fact, uh, when we uh, so in Bangalore around uh, seven years back, I started getting that again, and we were like somehow lucky. My wife discovered a plant outside our house that was the cause. and we removed that i was perfectly fine this is oh, like wow. <laughs> just like a it was a accident lucky accident but i think this is a real problem <laughs> okay so, so anyway so i uh, joined ethium uh, it was i it stands for i think therefore i am very cool startup at that time uh, f- uh, came very early to the campus and joined there uh, did a lot of product management plus coding right what what, coding. what what did the company so do? it was a, a video ip company so you would so let's say you are watching a video at that time let's say samsung galaxy came with so when you are watching video on your phone it is getting compressed and decompressed got it so that's the kind of algorithms uh, that uh, uh, encryption algorithms deblocking algorithms and so on so then i quit uh, and started a company called eduflix uh, it's an edtech company Uh, idea was again. Uh, I'm very selfish when it comes to building products. So when I was studying for J in my uh, small town, there was no IITN around. There were no teachers. So I subscribed to this uh, course called Brilliant Tutorials, which was a text-based yep, and so on. Yeah, I did two once upon a while. Yeah, into IIT. That's <laughs> another matter. So uh, uh, idea was: can teachers create videos and students can buy those videos and. Uh, and again i was working on video domain right so i thought let's employ this kind of technique in video streaming so we built this video streaming platform uh co-founder from ethium itself and we built that and then we realized we are a bit kind of <laughs> too early in the market there is no the streaming bandwidth and everything this was 2010 11 and so on and uh, and so we pivoted to uh, pen drives so ship pen drives to customers and then it was helping but then this just sounds like byju's in reverse because byju's used to send out <laughs> cds and then they evolved to this yeah. thing but like yeah okay so how i, I remember going this? to byju's classes to see hmm. how he teaches and i i still remember like it's very long he was used to take cat i think that's right cat uh, i i still don't remember sorry just how long did you do this it was for 3 years okay and uh, uh, is that after after which that you joined flipkart yes so we shut it down then i joined flipkart as uh, what flipkart joined as a uh, product manager for marketplace so built flipkart marketplace flipkart was m- moving from retail to marketplace so was very lucky there again so I, i've been lucky all the time <laughs> and then uh, i started something called flipkart quick which was like a quick delivery service we realized that you know customer bhi kormangla se order kar raha hai seller bhi yahi pe hai to why not you know connect them directly and that's that was again something idea. ahead of its time <laughs> or you know there is always products yeah. that are ahead of the time and then don't succeed because maybe, they maybe yeah maybe and mm-hmm. uh, there was also org problem so <laughs> flipkart at that time was also like a very kind yes, of a large org and so on and this was a very small thing and a lot of org changes happened and so on but then thought about grow so found way so uh, what what was the trigger um for grow for you to so, leave flipkart and to found grow so when i joined flipkart i had deadline of 2 years that you know i'll work for 2 years and again start up it lasted 3 years though i worked there for 3 years uh so it was decided that i would get out and start and it was matter of finding the right idea when you do second startup you become bit more kind of you know I logical and huh? i fully agree you uh, yeah the first one is very idealistic first one is more like uh, passion ki ye maza lag karna right. and you make a lot of mistakes dusri baar aap you start thinking ki market size kya hai co-founders kon hai ye kaisa hai so 
all these kind of things. So it took almost one year in kind of figuring this out. Found very very solid sort of uh, co-founders. Again, you have three co-founders. Three co-founders. Were they all also working with you in Flipkart? Yes, yes, yes. So Harsh and I know each other for like the first company, Ethereum Systems. We worked together there. Neeraj used to work with me. Ishan, I worked closely with Ishan and. like always philosophy in second is always like higher better than yourself like you know so every co-founder that we got was like better than they exist like raise the bar of the team and so on right so that was uh, that is how like grow started so you know so you this is your in essence your third startup then like you know I me mean, if you can i think first one okay. is more like you know it's like uh uh us time pe you don't know like dot com uh Uh, everybody was doing startup with her roommate uh, you know yeah. neighbor is doing startup <laughs> you said that you always wanted to be now i know that you grew up in madhya pradesh yeah. um i think you grew up in a place where i think you went to a school which was i think you were the first batch in the english medium school yeah. etc yeah. and stuff like that and yet you said that you always wanted to be uh, an entrepreneur and you know you just said that like you know even when you joined flipkart you were very clear that you would do it for 2 years and then yeah. so where was this urge to become an entrepreneur coming from was it coming from your family i mean like you know i mean what's what where did it come from my family actually wanted me to become an ias officer <laughs> so my nani ji actually created this aashirwad ias bhav so we had this tradition okay sabere uthke pair chho sabke aur mm. fir bhagwan ki pooja karo aur fir off school mm. jao and then she would bless you saying that big man ias officer i still feel guilty about it uh, but uh, uh, and i don't know how it was not planned actually uh, i don't know uh, maybe i uh, just wanted things kind of to be under control like you know you have independence and so on job nobody has done job in so my father is a farmer he was also like a sarpanch of the village and so on so uh, job probably was not meant for me and uh, if you look at let's say the areas that you worked in right like it's video compression encryption to then you move to flipkart where you're doing a marketplace then and then financial oh sorry education in the middle and then financial services right if you look at with the benefit of hindsight at these choices what is there anything common to them tech. is there a pattern yeah. tech is always okay <laughs> but how did you end up from uh, so so the first two i mean including the small the allergy one and the education one you said was because you were trying to scratch an itch that you had yourself as a user yeah. was grow also something similar did it emerge yeah. out of something that you felt personally yeah. as a problem so i'll tell you so uh, i started investing in college like in around 20 years back actually and it was again very pure luck like you know again my uh, one of my big mates got an internship in a company and that was listed and i was like shocked ki aisi company list hoti and you can buy it shares which was like very amazing and i started investing wo well, investing is like a rabbit hole like bar when you get into it you read lot and you kind of then it's very exciting right uh and then uh, at that time uh, for account opening uh i went to uh, icsa direct ka office and uh, you know pehle to aapko chappal mein ja rahe ho like it's uh, it was kind of it took some time paperwork and so on and, and then um, when we were thinking uh, uh four of us at flipkart कि फाइनेंशियल सर्विसेज में वॉट लाइक इज देर अ स्कोप एंड सो ऑन एंड देन वी लुकड एट द डेटा ऑफ पेनेट्रेशन एंड एवरी थिंग राइट अगेन एज एड लाइक इन सेकेंड स्टार्टअप यू गेट वेरी लॉजिकल कि अच्छा मार्केट क्या है लाइक यू नो सो यू से ओके इन फ्लिपकार्ट वी टॉक अबाउट बेली ऑफ इंडिया लाइक यू नो ग्रेट मिडिल क्लास ऑफ इंडिया लाइक 
थ्री हंड्रेड यू यू कैन से टू हंड्रेड और फोर हंड्रेड लाइक इट डज नॉट मैटर टू मी एक्चुअली बट एट दैट टाइम दर ट्वेंटी मिलियन एम एफ इन्वेस्टर्स एंड इट डिड नॉट मेक सेंस सो देर वॉज सम डॉट्स कनेक्टिंग देयर बट आई थिंक प्राइमरली इट वॉज वी ऑल्सो लुक डेट द निफ्टी मार्केट निफ्टी फिफ्टी मार्केट कैप एंड रियलाइज यू नो वेर आर द प्रॉफिट पूल्स वेर वेर आर द थर्टी फाइव परसेंट ऑफ द मार्केट कैप फोर्टी परसेंट ऑफ द मार्केट इज फाइनेंशियल सर्विसेस सो फ्रॉम ऑल द साइट्स इट लुक लाइक यू नो अदर दैन फाइनेंशियल सर्विसेज डिड यू फोक्स कंसिडर एनी अदर सेक्टर्स वॉट वॉज मोस्टली कंज्यूमर्स एजुकेशन वॉज वन ऑफ द थिंग्स बट देन हर्ष शेड ऑल्सो डन वेल लेफ्ट so i'm still passionate about education i think it uh, and that's why in grow education is one of so lot of our investments actually go in education right uh, in um, so uh, we launched grow in uh, we started growing 2016 but i started writing blogs in 2015 itself the first few blogs were like one year old and new the grow digest that we send today which is like 10 million plus 12 million plus monthly active uh, that was before grow <laughs> you started it yeah, i started yeah so i was sharing the links and then writing and then harsh started sending and then we had a uh, dedicated team for that so if you were i still write sometimes by the way on <laughs> because you enjoy it yeah so i mean looking at your career ladder what advice would you give other um young folks about who want to start up etc like you know i mean do you see a pattern in what you have done and like you know would you want to offer any advice on what people should think about when it comes to starting up succeeding etc no uh, not too old and wise to give advice <laughs> and i think it's not good to get pattern from one one sample i think what worked for me was like i think crazy people around me like i've been grateful for all the good folks around me like you know right from my parents my nana ji my nana ji nani ji and my friends i got and then my co-founders and everything right so i think the best thing is like surround yourself with people who care for you and care for them also also right girl would it be yeah. fair to say that working at flipkart also added that additional dimension of looking at a large potential market at scale and other platform and stuff like that because i think yeah. somewhere you've said that you also wanted to build a flipkart but for investing yeah so see flipkart was cr- growing crazy at that time and i don't think any other startup was kind of uh, at that kind of a scale so if you want to learn scale at that time flipkart was the best uh best place to be and second thing talent dance talent density at that time at flipkart was amazing right everybody around you was super smart so yeah i mean absolutely right like you know being in an organization that kind of expands your thinking with yes. smart people with its own ambition etc then i think that was the additional spark i mean again like and i'm saying this as an observer only that connected to everything that you had done i think it probably like you know unlocked and of course brought you with your co-founders as well um uh i think you know i'm just looking at some of the research that we have and um you said that you know your when you started grow you and your co-founders the idea was not to build either for the current market or for a few years into the future but for the long term right uh 
could you take us back to when you were starting out what that meant when when you know as co-founders you were discussing and you were saying that look we need to build something for the long term what were some of those either constraints or visions etc that you said that said this is what building for the long term means so uh, because generally and the reason i'm asking this is that when founders are starting up yes they do have a sense of this thing but most are thinking what will the next one year look like like you know will we be able to raise money will we mm-hmm. last like you know to our like you know from seed to series a etc and stuff like that what were you folks thinking when you were thinking long term yeah so uh one thing that uh, so we are very influenced by so because we been investing right so it's always like investing is always for long term and so on right and and what we realize is it's very difficult to build a very well meaningful company in a very short term and uh, i think uh, that was a primary purpose like you can't build a very solid organization which is enduring like you know you want organization to last beyond you like i won't be the ceo for like ever or I won't be running grow forever right somebody else will be running and uh and if you think from that perspective uh and so also if you look at the impact right so let's say last 7 years of impact would would grow create bigger impact in next 7 years the answer is yes it should right and then beyond that 7 years yes uh so overall i think so impact- where does this lead you to i mean as co-founders when you were saying that we need to like what decision did that did that mean that you said when you were starting out that we need to raise enough money no to- so first to pehle first year we were like very very relaxed like through 2016 we quit first we decided ki pehle to sochenge karna kya hai and lot of vcs were also reach out hmm. ki what are you doing and we were like abhi to we don't know ki kya kar rahe hain to we don't uh and it took us one year to figure out ki what how would be the path will be what will be the sequence of products one year so after quitting flipkart one year after quitting flipkart what were you guys doing during that What's building, building a lot of experiments or talking right. to customers we were like on the road and uh, a lot of times we would go outside pvr and talk customers we, uh, talk to customers we would go we would have a lot of whatsapp groups talk, uh, you know with our friends and colleagues and ki kya problems hai unki so basically at a very fundamental first principle level we were thinking ki problem kya hai kya hai right uh and then we came up with this you know ki aisa aisa sequence karenge thoda sequence maybe it can change later but this is how i think it would work and right kept building and uh dheere dheere compound so again was thought process was like financial services mein compound karna zaruri hai like you can't be like it's not like e-commerce ki let's launch let's do big bash and then it's it works in financial services you need to gain trust of the customer so it will be slow right but we are again we are lucky हमने फर्स्ट मंथ वी विल थिंक इफ यू गेट हंड्रेड कस्टमर्स इन दिस मंथ वी वी शुड बी गुड वी शुड बी हैप्पी एंड इन दैट मंथ वी गॉट सिक्स हंड्रेड विच वॉज लाइक बियॉन्ड अवर एक्सपेक्टेशन नेक्स्ट मंथ अगेन ग्रोथ नेक्स्ट मंथ अगेन ग्रोथ एंड देन फॉर फॉर एवरी मंथ वी विल मीट अच्छा इस महीने क्या कर सकते हैं कस्टमर के लिए दैट विल गिव अस ग्रोथ जस्ट दिस सिंपल क्वेश्चन वाई इज कस्टमर नॉट कमिंग अस वाई इज कस्टमर नॉट हैप्पी वाई इज कस्टमर गोइंग आउट फ्रॉम ग्रो दीज आर लाइक वेरी सिंपल क्वेश्चन एवरी इंजीनियर वुड ऑल्सो नो if you launch this this would be fine so we had we did not even have android app till december 2017 we got you know so we we launched that then again came grow then customers started saying ki direct regular kyun kar rahe ho fir humne socha yaar direct kar denge to fir paise kaise kamayenge there is no money in direct mutual fund and then we raise money 
and then we are now how, how long did you take to raise your first round from was, starting so first was angel round see angel was like very fast and mukesh and uh, ankit and they were very kind enough to kind of just give without without idea without anything they just you know, they gave then we uh, we uh, we got to yc so wahan pe was in yc it's relatively easy to raise money uh, and then series a came in i think 2019 beginning jan 2019 It was also related. So Touchwood, like in fundraising, we it it worked for us all the time. Uh, again, like you know, you've said in the past that when you know you and your co-founders went to investors, many of them laughed at your idea of the product. What? Why was that? Like you know, I mean, it looks like financial services. Was it because it was too crowded? Was it because they couldn't make sense of what your vision was? and and i think the corollary that you said is therefore it's super important to know what your customers want so what did yeah. you know that you know the vcs were unable to see no well, i think see um, see it's not their fault it's like uh, they had seen lot of uh, and it happened in the previous startup also they have seen lot of failures in this space right uh, when when i was at flipkart and i was doing research of mutual fund apps there were like 40 apps i counted I shared with my team also forty, and some of them were funded as well, right? So we were like, "Ab just just imagine ki forty apps dek chuka hume and then forty first is coming. And decent team, acha Flipkart me kam kia hai, thoda chalad ke they are good and so on. But why forty first will work and why fortieth, forty startups will not work and so on, right? So that's that's how I think we will see what uh, what was contrarian was the was the thesis of delayed monetization like you know that uh that uh, another contrarian was that this product is very high retention product again coming from like have been building consumer product so uh in consumer product again low cac high retention high engagement customer love if these four things are taken care of, the probability of monetization is very high it's just that delayed but these four are very important if you are high cac and you say i will do delayed monetization sorry if you have very low engagement and you, or low in retention and you say delayed monetization does not work out because you are you are building a leaky bucket or if your customers don't love you right or if your operation cost are very high that do, that does not work right and typically when you raise money you want to spend 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 and we were like money was always in the bank we never spend money thank you for that um switching to mental models you've said that like you know you're a, a lot of what grows seems to have done your own beliefs seem to be driven by first principles rather than looking what at what others are doing um you also said we ignore competitors right what is your view about you know competition and building etc if you say that you're ignoring competitors what guides you and i think one answer to that i think is already customer. come out is customers customers yeah right is there anything else that's the only thing yeah you i think uh, if you continue building for the customer keep your business like healthy the four three four five things that i told right continue focusing on customer and think long term i think if you take care of these few things and don't get swayed by okay what is media saying what is what is competitor doing what are what is happening what are the narratives that are existing in the uh, existing in the uh, existing around you i think you will do you will do good there is a high probability see success you can't 
there is no guarantee of success if you do this x number of things so there is a good probability of success is what kind of you know uh, it's possible uh at grow are there mental models or first principles that you find yourself you know using frequently when you're faced with i yeah. think complex problems etc and all that yeah so we have something called grow code i wrote it like you know a unique way of uh unique way in which grow works right and they are how how decisions are taken grow for example right you over index on customer if there is a doubt the answer is no and all those kind of things we have kind of we won't do kind of anything which is not good for customer are there like a set number uh, of points in that yeah there are like five important uh, uh, it talks about like leadership it talks about decision making at grow you know reversible versus irreversible decision what at what point do you need to kind of consult versus what time what kind of things you are like it's like given and so on so it's like very well detailed out kind of um, uh, when code. did you write this it was like 4 uh, years back maybe and uh, and the true test of something like that is how often have you felt the need to go and edit it so no, not it yet now. edited so now we are editing few um, tactical things like you know for example um, now rigor so one year back uh, when company uh, after wfh we realized that the rigor reduced a bit uh, so we brought lot of rigor so what are the and also once the company grows lasi you people are not looking at you all the time right and uh, you need to create rituals and systems to kind of implement that grow code so then you keep adding points which enhances the kind of uh, which ample, kind of you know sustains those principles through rituals which are easier for people to understand then quality came another thing like you know if your customer obsess quality is important so what does that mean you know so for every product you need to have a a premortem or you need to have let's say back office back office means apne customer journey decide kar li but operations ki journey define kare ke jo watch kar raha hai so if customer is going through and if he stuck if customer is coming and telling you then it's not customer delight but is there is a ops person who is watching kind of you know the entire thing that's like uh, that's the back office and then grow code will have okay if you are a product manager think about this also not just that got Those it kind of things um how would you describe how you i think collect or assimilate or store knowledge okay. do you have a process or is it loose like you know you come across something it's filed away in your head or is there something more structured no i have a process uh, simple process so uh, i read a lot and uh, one thing is i keep highlighting Do you read Kindle. physical Kindle. books or Kindle. Kindle? Kindle. So there's a lot of highlights. Number two, I make notes every day, every night before sleeping. I have a diary, and I keep writing. This is a physical diary. Physical diary, and I like every every day I write those. I keep uh, in my app in my notes. There are a bunch of folders, so which I call them cash and quest. So, uh, for example, there's one thing called. Uh, this is right open right which is like cash where hmm. wherever i get some idea i just write it down hmm. and there is another so what, what is cash cash has to do with cash management is that no no cash cash is like cashing right uh, like putting some idea oh okay, okay like that i thought like cash as one aspect of your operations like no, cash no, no, management no 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 i don't Got get it. into that so <laughs> i uh, there are other folks mm-hmm. who look at the business and everything mm-hmm. this is like cashing your ideas right mm-hmm. 
uh, there are questions. So what are the kind of so when you're when you're free, what are the kind of questions that I need to think about? Hmm. Then there is one another folder which is like all the important decisions of grow hmm. that are like you know we need to take in next next six months hmm. and like uh-huh. keep thinking. The the part about adding I get mm-hmm. where a lot of people get stuck in or forget to do with the equal amount of discipline is coming back to it. Yeah, because you may put a question or you may put an idea, but if you don't go back to it, then it just stays yeah. there. So what is your method to I go back fine. to it? I think it's fine. I think it's fine. So one thing that I tell people is like, don't worry too much about it. Like, uh, uh, like one, just few days back, somebody was asking Lalita, I read so much, but I keep forgetting. So I was, so what? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, if you're writing something and if you're never reading it, so what? It's okay. Sometimes you will. And if you, even if you don't, just writing was very good exercise to put your thoughts down. If you read somewhere uh, sometime later, which is also good, fine. Is that why you're writing in your diary? Because that's a strong... Uh, yeah, I think writing, see, a uh, few things like it also keeps you happy, right? I, I, For example, I write about things like, it's like a gratitude, right? What, what was good thing that happened to me today, right? And if you write that, it also reduces stress, by the way. It's very selfish reason. And then you write, what did you learn today? And you you find one idea and then so you... It's almost like a defragmenting de- Exactly, right? Defragmenting. So you find one topic and you re- maybe write a two page on that. Like, uh, and this just for you. You're not probably sharing with anybody, but just writing it down is like a, is like a kind of a good... When did you start this habit? It's been long. I don't recall, but I think it's been quite some time. Okay, that's that's very interesting. Um, I think in one of your earlier interviews, and, and I think this is probably connected to what you just said, right? You said discipline is one of the most overrated <laughs> virtues. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of other virtues which are like, uh, uh, which are like very important. Uh, having fun in doing is like the biggest virtue I feel, right? You know, having... Uh, service servicing others is one of the biggest virtues i don't know how discipline got into kind of uh, uh, one of the highest virtue i think uh, it has hurt us more than kind of it has served us so far <laughs> why is that is it because discipline prevents people from being creative yeah, i have nothing in- against discipline by mm. the way i'm just kind of no no uh, i'm not implying that <laughs> i'm saying that but, but why um you know when you say that it's hurt us more or like you know in any other so i i watch my daughter going to school and they have fixed set of subjects and she can't over index one subject or the other which is b- very big disservice to kids mm. right if you love how biology, old is she she's 14 right uh i think Do you have- just one kid? One kid, just one daughter. What's her name? Avni. So uh, so that's just an example, right? Uh, uh, in way, So OKR we were talking about, right? OKR is a... Dis- now I have seen in past organizations... Agree. We've tried to implement <laughs> OKR twice and, and failed two times. And you know, so I, I have to remind people, you know, OKR is a process. OKR is not the end to itself. So di- if discipline becomes end in itself, right? Then it's a problem, right? Discipline is good in a way of kind of hacking your body, okay? Uh, you don't have to think, Achha, now I have to go to office, I have to go for It's a habit. For work. A, it's yeah, like a habit, yeah. right? Mm. So if that is, that is, but if it becomes like, uh, well, you know, it's a kind of an end itself, then it's kind of probably not. Our school system is like biggest example of that, I feel. Okay. Like coming nine to five, right? You know, nine to five office. It was very old when it was Got it. What are you good at? 
I'm good at uh, uh, I'm good at uh, I don't know uh, maybe coming up with uh, intuition you know I'm good at uh, intuition and then also finding good people uh, and that has helped me a lot like I can uh, I can assess people really well that's what I feel so as CEO um what are some of the most important things that you feel you add most value to grow uh i think decision making long term decision making right so uh and hiring like getting good folks in the company what's your like i mean do you have a do you have a method or yes. like you know do you for for finding please yeah again us. i wrote that method like you know what is what is the way to hire and so on like oh this is like a hiring uh, process inside yeah 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 is, i mean can you tell yeah, us something about it's a very simple about, process yeah. like you know um, uh it's a very simple process like when you're hiring somebody it's also for their success like you know you want them to be successful and grow will not become uh, successful if people there are not growing right so like everybody if everybody is growing grow will grow so so what is a success factor for that person you are hiring right what is uh just assume so let's say you are hiring manager you have to write uh, what is the success factor for this like in one year what will make this person based on that okay what are the competencies that this person should have or the or the visibility of that those competencies in next like one year then you identify people who can judge those competencies you know lalit uh, maybe he can do product thinking or this person can do long term thing or this person can check customer obsession you identify this and then you have independent discussions and discussion should not be like interviews because th- that person is also uh, again these are very idealistic thing and practically kind of things change and so on but uh, and then uh, people who interview they get together and they what we call debrief a debrief happens with a hiring manager and and then we have a kind of a uh, subjective criteria and then also a objective rating system 1 2 4 one means I'll put my foot down not to hire this person. And four is like this person should be in grow. Three is like soft hire, and two is like soft not hire. And then people discuss, and then hiring manager takes the call that you know this person is hired or not hired. Um, if I were to ask you if you are an optimist or a pessimist, I think the optimist. answer is very clear. Entrepreneurs can't afford to be pessimist. <laughs> okay, that's that's I I fully agree with you. are there risks that that opens up because you know you always have to be optimistic and you know i mean and and even during the tough times and i'm sure there have been tough times like you know in in whatever context either at grow or before etc there is this need to always be the optimistic person and never be able to um i think admit to anyone perhaps sometimes even your spouse mm. that like you know uh that you're not feeling good and like you know you're feeling pessimistic because once in a while they may happen has that ever happened to you or are you just essentially optimistic in life no i am i'm like a stoic so i have i have this you know i'm not very happy and i'm never very sad i'm like everything will pass right so and you said this before could, right huh? like you know all problems can be solved everything will pass Yes, where so, is this coming from where is this philosophy coming from for you like been reading a lot and also developed thick so the kind of kind of things that are like 
been through right and uh, they make you very kind of different person so uh, the the baseline is very different so i uh, come from a family which is like very very uh, humble and very kind of modest background and uh, nana ji my nana ji i mean, i mean he took care of me and he always used to say sada jeevan uchcha vichar like hmm. simple living high thinking and and hamesha main yahi sochta hu ki whatever is it it is bonus like whatever right now it is bonus so jitna bonus kar sakte ho utna karo aur fir nahi hota to then there is there is nothing kind of nothing to lose basically right you so that's like uh, also right. influenced by a lot of readings of marcus aurelius and you know seneca and what, all those i mean you you read a lot but what do, what do you typically like you know i mean do you largely read non fiction do you read fiction no, i read what? everything so uh, i read everything uh, whatever comes in and and what is that like you know i mean typically when do you read uh, how do you find books what so discovery process itself is very i enjoy that process also mm. right you know going to reviews looking at like somebody recommend something and then i will read about the book about the author hmm. uh, there's a very very big top of the funnel like i'll start reading maybe 30 books uh, in like in a month and then probably just drop them like in first chapter second chapter and then there will be some books let maybe i'll finish four books in a in well, a month max how long did it take you to accept that it's okay to leave a book after the first chapter or second chapter so that is i'm lucky like i i uh, i i left that guilt of uh, kind of uh, when i used to read physical books there was a lot of guilt but i moved to kindle like long back hmm and uske baad to fir koi guilt nahi hai like it's you don't see no, that's the, very interesting so first because you know it's the first time somebody's verbalized that that the guilt of leaving a book unread is much easier on kindle because you can just swipe yeah, it away and like you yeah. know move on to something else but a physical book yeah and at, at any given time i'm reading four books right you know because like uh may i ask you what you're reading these days what are the books that you're reading so uh, let me check so right now i'm reading a book called uh, one book is superhuman uh it's uh, what's on longevity it's another oh that's by is that by peter atia peter atia is the outlive which oh, i outlive. read like yeah, one, yeah. around a month back i read think that. i've yeah okay uh when i'm reading uh, a book called strategic intuition intuition uh it's uh the book and then uh is an old essay uh why we why don't we learn from history uh you read all of this on kindle for the iphone or do no, you no, actually no, I have okay. A kindle, okay we are just looking no, at your kindle list on so when i am traveling uh, like you know when i have free time i start reading on iphone as well all right but uh, i have multiple kindles okay great um you said that one of the biggest challenges for an entrepreneur is learning how to manage their energies yeah right how do you do it and uh, and how did you come to this like realization that managing your energy is an important thing that you need to do consciously uh when did i come to know because when did i realize uh, when uh, when i see lot of startup founders doing too many things and 
and uh, also like after a point of time you also realize where what is the best use of your time and your energy right because it's not your growth just your growth now it's like company uh there is a there is a value that i am adding to the company and and that has to be optimized uh to put it even simply grow needs your energies yeah and mm. uh and yeah so and you can't be doing everything so you need to manage energy so uh i don't really know when that happened but uh, and, and but how do you manage your energy do you have a any kind of a conscious process of awareness or feedback loops where you know yeah so uh, in a week i do audit of my calendar uh we night uh, in writing that also kind of helps me was this day fully utilized and what is the plan for the next day and everything and i also get out of lot of things like uh, i try to reduce the number of things that i am getting into which also helps a lot uh, and then get into things only when it is like required so th- those are the kind of things which kind of uh, being very very harsh on uh, being very ruthless on your prioritization right that's an kind important of. founder transition that you must have made right because in the early days you would be involved in everything and you rush to f- you know so not really it. actually in early days as well like uh, i have been kind of uh, i have had this uh, concept that you know there are better person than you to kind of do certain things you the the benefit of having a four co-founder yeah, starting together yeah that also and not just so even on my leadership team right and if i look at them they are better than me like magnitude of order better than me on uh, on certain aspects right and just like it's their job and they know they are experts in doing this what is your typical uh, weekday look like my typical weekdays is a weekday is like uh, a bunch of external meetings like that i do what when does it start when does it end okay so i start early around 8 8:30 uh till 11 i get my me time because sab late aate hain right people engineers start like so you get to miss the traffic and you get me time that's me two time, bonuses yeah. so yeah. Yeah, so read and then think just about everyone just think this is like you know your office is on sarjapur road and you live in belandur yeah like if you cross 830 or 9 then it's you know you i'm sure your travel time must be going yeah. up by 2x yeah easily but this is good so that is uh, so 8 8 to 11 is like thinking time reading time and so on then from 11 like it's like very very kind of it becomes very hectic till like 5 5 i check out uh, and then i go home i take walk and take calls so from 5 to 7 is like online time which is like mostly calls and and from 7 to 8:30 is like family time 7 you have dinner early we do early dinner by 8:30 uh, everything is done from 8:30 you start like preparing for sleeping like writing and and i sleep by 9:30 10 wake up at like 5 o'clock and that's how the schedule do you work out uh, i do Or yoga exercise. i do meditation and yoga i don't work i don't do exercise <laughs> hey great um talking about people and hiring i think that's another thing that you said that like you know in the early days nobody wants to join you but then later on a lot of people want to join you and one of the most key skills is learning how to filter mm-hmm. the right people into the company and you alluded to this earlier as well which is that one thing that you're good at is hiring what kind of people succeed at grow and what mm. kind of people don't yeah very good question 
and this is uh, a lot of candidates also ask me this question. The number one is uh, if if you don't uh, if you don't have customer obsession, it's very difficult to. ऐसे बोलते हैं ना कि सौ गलतियाँ माफ ग्रो के अंदर बट दिस इज नॉट दिस इज नॉट एक्सेप्टेबल इफ यू काइंड ऑफ टेक कस्टमर फॉर ग्रांटेड राइट नंबर टू ओनरशिप सो ग्रो इज ऑल्सो वेरी नॉन हैरारिकल नॉन ब्यूरोक्रेटिक कंपनी लाइक यू नो सो देर आर एट अ वेरी जूनियर लेवल आई इंट्रैक्ट डायरेक्टली एंड देन यू नो वेन यू टॉक देर इज नो लाइक ओके यू आर टॉकिंग टू वी पी और यू आर टॉकिंग टू इंजीनियर और एसोसिएट प्रोग्राम मैनेजर प्रोडक्ट मैनेजर एंड सो ऑन राइट सो ओनरशिप इज़ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट कि आप ले रहे हो कुछ तो आप वो कर रहे हो यू यू कॉन्ट मेक एक्सक्यूज कि उसने नहीं किया या यू नो यू कॉन्ट ब्लेम अदर्स विच इज़ लाइक नॉट एक्सेप्टेड दीज आर द टू मेजर थिंग्स एंड थर्ड विच हेल्थ इज क्यूरियोसिटी लाइक यू नो यू सेट्स वन ऑफ योर कीटी हेल्थ या uh curiosity is uh, how do you judge for curiosity when you're having a conversation with someone see uh there are a lot of things but there are a lot of ways by the way but one simple way is like let's say i ask you what have you done uh, in the past and then you tell and then i ask such a, so i am also in general curious and you are ask another thing and then he will so how many levels deeper can you go like can you go 10 levels deeper can i ask 10 questions on one particular topic If I can't go beyond two, three, it's very, very tough. That I, it's very tough to say that you're curious. But if I can, the deeper. So in general, uh, people also say that if a candidate is having like interview with me for one hour, that's like a very good thing. Because they sustain that level you, of you, conversation. Because that can sustain, right? I don't like to ask generic things. Ki what is this and what is like? You go like deep into one thing. Another thing is related to their area also, right? How well, how well kind of. they are genuinely curious about it or is it because they were told to do that and so on right so but there are lot of other hacks also like anything else uh uh apart from this like you know how uh, how much are they aware about the domain domain bahut sari cheez narrative mein le lete hain like what what does that mean uh, like you know uh, the first level of thinking is uh let like in context of grow uh like uh, grow is uh, uh, grow mein ye kyun nahi kar dete aap so lot of people will come so one one thing about consumer companies everybody has opinion ki ye kar do Absolutely. right you would also know that and they will say okay so then i'll ask why I should mean, it in the case of the can the most common thing is that If only you guys introduced a per article pricing of rupees ten, your market would dramatically expand, <laughs> and you would get ten times as many, and your revenue would also grow up. It's like by far the most common thing. But anyway, yeah. like you know, let's come back to. So this. let's say you uh, you suggest that you know why don't you do this? Then I say okay, let's let's say we do this. Then what will happen? And then how deep are they able to think? Are they able to the... think through and so on? Right. So okay, what's your man? How would you describe your management style? Uh, that's a very complicated word. Uh, I think I am very uh, offhand. Like I don't. Uh, I try to enable people, but how many direct reports do you have? I would have around ten, seven to uh, ten, and uh, we don't have like usual like conversations like manager one to one manager. Uh, reporty conversation it's like mostly 
what is going on and how how are they doing and so on and uh but they are all better than me so like that there's trust there right you know that they are doing better job and so on and intervene wherever is required so if there is a deviation in the start so if i see that so grow is going is supposed to go here but let's say in their domain it's going slightly deviating so you come and okay this is not the right decision let's take this decision and so on uh yeah but in general i am not a manager person i am not like i am more like doer i like building things and i am what what is the most recent thing that excited you when you built it oh everything like uh, so i am involved in all product discussions like design product so recently uh uh the this, this ms sorry please go ahead no no go ahead no 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 um because i wanted to bring up the fact that you do uh all hands yeah. on youtube um you discuss your product strategy upcoming product strategy on youtube etc yeah. so I, i mean i just wanted to bring up that fact that that's very commendable because you're doing you know you're you're talking about customer obsession and product building and you're doing it publicly on youtube right so that's because so that's like, where our customers are and mm. uh i think we we are over indexed on customer feedback again we discuss about this three buckets right where it is very easy to build based on what customer is saying what customer is feeling what customer is doing and so on but uh, but that's one very over indexed part in ki customer ko abhi kya chahiye based on that we kind of launch our products you were there so one of your recent all hands and i could see all the comments so the feedback loop like you said like that's where your customers are and like you know it's very instant on youtube right yeah. because you're saying things you're getting comments and like yeah. i mean other people at grow who are essentially assigned to mining all the comments I read them. and so mm. uh, so i spent 2 hours a day mm. on uh, going through all customer comments talking to customers supporting customers mm. and lot of leaders are uh, also do that mm. that's kind of also way of being on the ground and understanding the customer right using the product yourself as well is another another thing when did you get started on the habit of reading lots of books of different types was it okay so uh, i started in school with fiction we had a library in school and started with that then in college your friends keep reading something and so fiction was the way i started and then investing made me start reading investing books lot of investing books and then business books because you you're starting up and you need to learn and so on which is they they don't teach you much but you still uh, still read lot of business books and then history uh, got excited then psychology uh, biology uh, where did biology uh, come from biology came i mean I, all the others are kind of making so, sense because so biology lot. was like was very i did not like biology in school because of phase season and then from 11th standard i kind of dropped it but then uh uh if you look at uh, evolution uh biology is a big driver there as well and then uh, my daughter loves biology and I was looking at her books and then this lot of peter atawa and uh, all these health stuff right that that relates that's exactly a, why i asked you about like you know, the fitness question yeah mm. so it, it's curiosity i think like you know you're uh, uh and also you feel bad that uh, like all these things were so good and kind of you did not do uh, when you were in school or college what is your parenting style 
you should ask my kid <laughs> uh it's uh i spend decent time with her like you know uh, now she, of course she does not have time but uh like uh, was very clear that i should spend some time and right now it is more like a friend we take walks together we play together uh we go on uh, we do a solo uh, we both of us together do a trip uh, once a year started that ritual has there been something about the way has there been a new habit or an existing habit that you've changed in recent times before that let me ask you are you do you i mean you you do a lot of self audit feedback etc and stuff like that do you also audit and understand your own habits and try to change them consciously not so far i go in the flow i am not that kind like i don't try to be like a oh, super productive or super kind of ki ye bhi karna hai wo bhi karna hai like okay then that's a great point for me to ask you right now you're wearing an aura ring right uh-huh. do you audit your sleep uh, yes i had to because uh, i i kind of got into very bad habit of uh, of not sleeping so college mein you get used to this like you know night out and so on and then somehow when i was in 20s youth is very forgiving to night uh, outs when you are yeah, young of course yeah so uh, when you are young you can do almost get away with almost everything human. right yeah. you are super human but then uh, i also got this somehow uh, in 20s that you know less i can sleep less and you know we very kind of and somehow that habit got in uh, now i'm in 40s and then you if you are sleeping less you are kind of you'll die very soon so then uh, Uh, Mukesh sent me this book, which is like hacking health. Or something. Then I that that's how I got in biology. Also, I read why we sleep and bunch of other books on uh, sleeping. Also, yeah, yeah. sleep it. is very fascinating. And the problem is once that habit kicks in, right, of sleeping less, then it's very tough to train yourself to sleep more. And then it was very important to track your sleep. So that's how I kind of around a year back I started tracking my sleep and seeing ki how much I like. And it has it has been improving now. anything specific that you've done so, like other than just following like so a, biggest hack hmm. was temperature uh temperature is the biggest hack second thing was eating early very early right so uh, that your body is not body is uh, not stressed uh, digesting stressed digesting third hack was uh, so by temperature you mean like reduce the temperature reduce the temperature yeah yeah uh that helps a lot and then these are the two biggest hack i think then there are smaller things like you know screen time before bed hmm uh and uh, uh meditation and so on but temperature is i think the biggest one okay last couple of questions um this very famous i think long running bbc show that talks about what five music records would you take to a deserted island like you know we have a version of that which is what five things would you take with you to a deserted island if you're going to be stuck there my god <laughs> kindle of course uh and i hope internet would be there so that phone like you know internet so that i can read uh no i, I don't think you can do that right because the moment you take a phone you effectively taken everything no let's say yeah. you stop everything just you know you you should be able to read stuff you all right should. that kindle covers it kindle right? covers it what else I, i'm i'm assuming that food and water would be provided and all right yeah 
I think I'm if I'll be fine. So you're sorted if you have your Kindle. I I I am a minim like yeah minim I am a minimalist like need very few things in life. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank It's been you. great talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah, take care. Thank you for listening to First Principles, a fortnightly leadership podcast from the Ken Newsroom. If you like our work, please do tell us. Rate or review First Principles wherever you get your podcasts. It really goes a long way for us. The episode was hosted by Rohin Dharmakumar and produced by Anushka Mukherjee. The audio editing is by Rajiv C N, our audio engineer. This particular episode of First Principles was recorded at Sugarline Studios in Bangalore.